0: podcast is going see if the video will cooperate tonight and so far it is what's up peoples party people in the house hey happy birthday america this is big john you're listening to or watching or something americana the american way and we're about Sixteen minutes away from the end of America's birthday, July the 4th, Independence Day, is the proper name of this great American holiday. Uh, I've said <clears throat> many times, this is the American American. Thing of ours. Uh, a lot of times, you hear uh, people call the mafia, la Cosa Nostra. Uh, I've been told that that means this thing of ours, or this family of ours. That's what Fourth of July is to me of course only one nation on earth can celebrate the birth of america and that's the united states of america quite a shock right uh, before i get too far into this follow me on parlor at the real big john <clears throat> and as i said this is americana the american way channel and podcast um I just finished up, uh, well, yesterday, a long day in the nice warm weather. It was a nice day. It was a hot day, but it was nice hot. It wasn't the 90 degrees and 90% humidity that we sometimes have in my part of Ohio. Uh, Still got a little sunburn. Thank goodness this camera is not HD or you would see that. But uh, a few years ago, I decided to start a parade in my hometown. And then other people said, well, let's have a car show. So we do a car show, a parade, and music um, on the 4th of July. Patriotic theme to all of it, uh, of course. And uh, to me, this this is... the day America was born. There's great debate about that now. Um, won't go go far with that. Uh, there are a lot of days you could say are America's Independence Day or America's Birthday. Uh, you could say the day the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock. You could say uh, July 2nd because technically that's when the states voted on the Constitution, and then the Continental Congress voted and signed it on July the 4th. Um, you could say it's the day the Revolutionary War ended and the British surrendered. Uh, so there are a lot of days. and. Some people get a little lot confused that, you know, the Revolutionary War started on July 4th. It had been going on for a while, but there needed to be a written document and a declaration by the people that were calling themselves the American government which was not recognized by the King of England, that this is our freedom. We declare we are free. Uh, Part of the reason behind the official in writing declaration is we wanted France to join the war on the American side, but they wouldn't do it until the colonies officially Broke ties with England you know it, it had to be a, a clean break and they had to establish that they were their own nation uh, and uh, most Americans at this point or soon thereafter felt it was time to break with the king because they had been largely ignored for Couple hundred years, um, and then suddenly, because England was in wars in Europe, because England needed supplies like wood, you know, America isn't what we know it as today. America was a great expanse of wilderness and lots of trees at this time, in case you're too dumb to know that. It wasn't always. Highways and byways and skyscrapers. All right, American history didn't start uh, in the middle 20th century or whatever they teach in schools uh, and colleges. Um, people now want to recognize the founders for their uh, shortcomings their mistakes the wrongs they did in life uh everyone you know uh i've seen comedians you know point out you know that uh two well two of the people on mount rushmore owned slaves uh i was watching a silly movie the other day um called dazed and confused if if you ever want to watch a movie it's Just kind of makes you snicker, but has no point whatsoever. Dazed and Confused is a good movie to watch. But uh, one thing that always stuck out to me, and I I find it funny, is the uh, kids are running out of the classroom, and as the teacher is talking, uh, you know, it's the last day of school, and she says, hey, just remember... The movie is set in in 1976. And she says, you know, remember when you're being bombarded with all this bicentennial brouhaha? What you're celebrating is uh, a bunch of slave-owning, aristocratic white men didn't want to pay their taxes. That was part of it. Uh, My history teacher in college, well, one of them, uh, Dr. Kellner, uh, she really said you know what set the new england states off the the northeast states like maine massachusetts uh new york vermont that section was uh when the british told them you can no longer gather in publicly to discuss whatever uh town hall meetings were a big deal to those people that's why you know a lot of towns and cities and villages still have what's referred to as a town hall where their council meetings are held Uh, you know you can call it different things but you know those are town hall meetings and that was one of the original forms of government in the United States, was everybody getting together at the town hall and making a decision. And sometimes the town hall was a church, sometimes it was the town square, just a, a spot in the middle of town where people gathered maybe a a gazebo or a a stump. <laughs> you know, like the word stump speech, right? Uh, So, the founding document was signed on July the 4th, 1776. Um, uh, I'm here on History.com. I'll read a little bit from this. The 4th of July, also known as Independence Day or July 4th. The official name of the holiday is Independence Day. Uh, it's been a federal holiday since 1941, but the tradition of Independence Day celebration goes back to the 18th century and the, the Revolution. On July 2nd, the Continental Congress voted in favor of independence. And two days later, the delegates from the 13 colonies adopted The Declaration of Independence, a historic document drafted by Thomas Jefferson. From 1776 to the present, July 4th has been celebrated as the birth of American independence. With festivities ranging from fireworks and parades to concerts, casual family gatherings and barbecues, the holiday for, July 20, for 2021 is Sunday, that was today. Uh, the federal holiday is observed on Monday. So make sure federal workers get their paid day off, in other words. Uh, a few years ago, I do believe it was under the Obama presidency, or it could have been under W, I don't know, I don't care, uh, a group of actors got together and read the Declaration of Independence. Um, and it's one of the best readings I've heard, uh, because they are all great orators. Uh, unfortunately, you will hear Kevin Spacey's voice, and we know he's a creeper. So I apologize for that. But uh, aside from that, this is a good reading of the Constitution. And the thing about it was, uh, of course, back then they wrote, they wrote and spoke much differently, but the Constitution, or the, pardon me, Declaration of Independence was written in such a way that it was meant to be read aloud and copies were distributed around the United States, uh, well, the 13 colonies, now the United Colonies it was distributed to be read at the town hall, the public square the stump in the middle of town uh, what have have you it was something that was written uh, to be read aloud and it's more powerful when you hear it read aloud than it is when you see it in writing and personally, I feel it's a pretty powerful document to read also. Um, and a lot of the things that are in our Constitution come from the Declaration of Independence. A lot of the things that were later made into the Bill of Rights are briefly talked about in this uh, Declaration of Independence. So, without further ado, uh, here are our celebs reading the Declaration of Independence. It's about a nine-minute clip. Uh, I'm going to light a cigar while they're reading, so take it away, guys.
1: When, in the course of human events, it becomes necessary
2: Laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to
5: affect their safety and happiness.
6: It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government.
7: The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states.
1: To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world.
6: He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good.
1: He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance, unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained. And when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation
4: of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable only to tyrants.
2: He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures.
5: He has dissolved Representative houses is repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people.
2: He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers, incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people at large for their exercise, the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within.
3: He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose, obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands.
6: He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers.
7: He has made judges dependent on his will alone.
5: For the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance.
6: He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. He has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation.
3: For quartering large bodies of armed troops among
4: us. For protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states.
2: For cutting off our trade with
7: all parts of the world. For imposing taxes on us without our consent. For depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury. For transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses. For abolishing
2: the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies.
3: For taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments, For
4: suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power
2: to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war
5: against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns,
1: and destroyed the lives of our people. He is... At this time, transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny, already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy, scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy of the head of a civilized nation.
6: He has constrained our fellow citizens taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren. to fall themselves by their hands.
4: He has excited domestic insurrections amongst us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages,
2: sexes, and conditions. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant
5: is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us.
6: We have reminded them of the circumstances of our immigration and settlement here. We have appealed to
3: their native justice and magnanimity.
4: And we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They
1: too have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity.
0: That last line that they read together that was the original Pledge of Allegiance, in a way, that they will pledge their lives, their fortunes, etc., etc, to one another and to this new country this new nation these independent states um, let me break down some things I noted during that uh, break ties with a government so that means sever all political ties with the government of England which was the king. Uh, kings had governors and other you know things, but they were all ultimately answered to the king. Uh, so breaking those ties is the first step in saying we are an independent nation. Uh, the word mankind is used in there. Once or twice. This is something that um, God bless their little hearts, but feminists uh, and some li- and liberals, we'll just say liberals and feminists, have issue with because they have an issue with everything. Uh, mankind refers to all human beings. It was just a way of speaking. It didn't mean men only. Didn't mean white men only. It meant human beings. Uh, I post. I started to post and didn't watch through the whole video. Uh, so then I unposted it. But there's uh, somebody making copies of the Declaration of Independence, and I thought, oh, this is cool. This lady's making copies of the Declaration of Independence and distributing them uh, because it's so important. All right, cool. So then she said, well, you know, this word mankind appears in there twice, and I went back to a historian of the time because I wanted to be historically accurate, and I changed it. it. He told me that, you know, it referred to all people. That's the way they used that term in those days. So I changed it to people kind. Okay. It's not that big of a deal, people. Okay. No one was ever hurt, harmed, or killed by being referred to as mankind instead of people kind, but whatever. Uh, meeting, they were having government meetings, the king was appointing his own government officials and they would meet in far off places, remember I told you how much the colonists especially on the east coast from Pennsylvania on north, well the whole, all the colonies valued their town hall meetings Uh, Virginia had the first state legislature which became the kind of model for the modern Congress and it was called the House of Burgesses. I have a friend named Ryan Burgess and we snickered when we learned that word in social studies when we were kids. But they would have meetings. The British uh, appointed government would have meetings in places that the colonists couldn't get to, didn't announce them. And this is where you know government meetings now have to be held in public. There are things called sunshine laws where you have to announce a, a political meeting of a city government uh, 24 hours ahead of time in most places unless it's an emergency meeting, but you still have to alert the press so that they can be there. Well, the press's job is to notify the people and then uh, come and report on it and publish it the next day or on the 6 o'clock news or whatever. But this is where you get... They didn't want... The government to be able to meet in secret. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen from time to time, but that's what our founders wanted. Uh, he neglected the request. The King of England, King George III, neglected requests for new laws. They would send him requests. Hey, we need need a law for this or that, and he would just ignore it. British law is fine you know or no you don't need to change things you don't need your own set of laws regarding this or that appropriation of lands believe it or not uh, for a long time and I think it still goes on in some ass backwards places you cannot pardon me you could not personally obtain land or buy it from another person. You had to get a land deed or grant from the king to own land. Otherwise, you lived and worked on the king's land and if he said, hey, Farmer Jones, uh, your crops and cows and whatever now belong to me, I'm the king, and you just have to deal with it. There's a marker in the city uh, or the, yeah, city of East Liverpool, Ohio, which is filthy and grown over with weeds, uh, that is called the Point of Beginning. And George Washington staked that out when he was exploring the early United States before it was the United States even and they declared from that point forward from that spot of land on that people could establish their property and own land without permission from the government, which is a huge historical thing because up until that day all land had to be given to you by permit by the king, and you had to be an aristocrat and very loyal to the king or queen to get that land grant. They said they want, in there they talked about a military accountable to the people. This is why there's no king. The president is the commander-in-chief of the military, and the president is a civilian, He's not an appointed military man, although George Washington, our first president, was the general of the Continental Army. But nonetheless, the backup to that is in order to declare war, the Congress has to agree to it. So it's a military that's answerable to the people. This was not the way. In Britain, the military was accountable to the king, and he decided if, you know, the British troops wanted to come into your house, sit down at your kitchen table, and say, Make us dinner, or we're cooking our own dinner, we're taking your food, your whatever they drank back then, water, milk, booze, troops could just do that that's why you have a constitutional amendment that you have the right not to quarter troops. Uh, Trial by jury. They would just find people that the governor who was loyal to the king and appointed by the king, uh, or the local officials that were loyal to the king, they would just snatch people up and say, Oh, you're being bad we're going to take you back to Britain and put you on trial in front of one of our judges, or if they had a British judge in the United States, no trial by jury of your peers, nothing. And usually you were found guilty and killed or tortured to death or something of that nature. Fun times, right? Uh, The colonists had started to get unruly a few years before this document was ratified and the King of England was using mercenaries also uh, in, the, in, the con, or in the declaration it says uh, Indian savages um, or as uh, the Prime Minister of Canada calls them, the first indigenous people. But they were using them as mercenaries uh, to sneak up on civilians, women, children, didn't matter, and attack them. So in the Declaration of Independence, if the Native Americans, indigenous people, whatever, were loyal to the king, then they became enemies of the United States not saying that things like the Trail of Tears and other things that happened to our Native Americans was right, but this is where the animosity started. The British were using them to attack colonists. Petitions for redress have been ignored. This is why in our Constitution, it establishes the right to petition your government. A lot of people will circulate a petition and take it to their city council to get a street repaved, or you know, get a law changed. The right to do that comes from the Declaration of Independence, because it was something that the king was ignoring. They would send, you know. A, a petition to him saying we need this and he would just ignore it. Who cares? I just want your timber. I want your resources. I want your money. I don't care about you. Uh, And then, of course, towards the end, they absolved from all allegiance to the crown that right there was the act of treason that put these 56 signers on the run and some were caught and tortured to death some were just outright executed uh, some were taken back to England and to stand trial and then be executed uh, the, some of their families had to live on the run for quite a while this was what they got, because they, they pledged their lives and their fortunes to one another, and more and more colonists, citizens, joined in that pledge. Uh, I mentioned before, the Revolutionary War did not come about, did not happen just one day in 1776. It had been going on for a while. initial battles in the Revolutionary War broke out in April 1775. It says a few colonists desired to complete independence from Great Britain and those who did were considered radical. In the middle of the following year however, more colonists had come to favor independence thanks to growing hostility against Britain, the spread of revolutionary sentiments such as those expressed in the best-selling pamphlet Common Sense published by Thomas Paine in early 1776. Um, At at this point the the war for independence was not going really great. Because we had no standing army. We had militias, which were much, much more necessary than the people who call themselves militias today. But uh, each state maybe had its own militia. They were very poorly funded when they became a national military. And... Thomas Paine's book was distributed by George Washington to his troops, and really saved the the Revolutionary War. It it roused the men up to go out and fight. Common Sense by Thomas Paine. Look it up. <clears throat> what else here? It was a heated debate. It was not an easy uh, draft at all of the Constitution. Uh, Talking about early Fourth of July celebrations, uh, in pre-revolutionary years, colonists held annual celebrations of the king's birthday, which traditionally uh, included ringing of bells, Bonfires, which was the early version of a backyard cookout. Processions, parades, okay, that's another word for procession, and speech-making. By contrast, during the summer of 1776, some colonists celebrated the birth of independence by holding mock funerals for King George III. ...as a way of symbolizing the end of the monarchy's hold on America and the triumph of liberty. Uh, Today, festivities include concerts, bonfires, parades... uh, Oh, no, this is still back in the 1770s. Festivities including concerts, bonfires, parades, and firing of cannons and muskets usually accompanied the first public readings of the Declaration of Independence. See, I was telling you, it was made to be read aloud. Uh, Beginning immediately after its adoption, uh, Philadelphia held the first annual commemoration of independence on July 4, 1777, while Congress was still occupied with the ongoing war. George Washington issued double rations of rum to all his soldiers to mark the anniversary of independence in 1778. In 1781, several months before the key American victory in the Battle of Yorktown, Massachusetts became the first state to make July 4th an official state holiday. After the Revolutionary War, Americans continued to commemorate their independence every year in celebrations that allowed the new nation's emerging political leaders to address citizens and create a feeling of unity. That's something we certainly need right now in America. Um, And, of course, he was criticized for it. But last year, you know, Donald Trump tried to unite America, and it was one of the best speeches I've ever heard. Uh, He explained the founding fathers. He explained each of the men on Mount Rushmore, uh, the founding of the country. uh, And this goes back to the 1770s with political speeches and so on and so forth. Um. We get into the Federalist Papers and the Democrats, Republicans that had arisen among, uh, began holding separate Fourth of July celebrations in many large cities. Okay. Fourth of July fireworks. Fireworks have been around since 200 BC. They were invented in China, but. Uh, Obviously, 200 B.C., we were not celebrating the 4th of July. We weren't even here. Some people still thought the earth was flat, I think. Uh, The tradition of setting off fireworks on the 4th of July began in Philadelphia on July 4th, 1777. During the first organized celebration of Independence Day, ships' cannons fired... A 13-gun salute in honor of the 13 colonies. The Pennsylvania Evening Post reported "A night at. At night there was a grand exhibition of fireworks, which began and concluded with 13 rockets on the Commons, and the city was beautifully illuminated. That same night, the Sons of Liberty set off fireworks over Boston Common. So, our fireworks and so on have gone on since the first anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, In fact, one of the founders said that someday, July 4th, will be celebrated from coast to coast from east to west in the United States with fireworks. So this day means a lot to me. My country means a lot to me. I love this land. In spite of our differences, agged on by a lot of different factions on both fringe ends of the political spectrum, We're still the United States of America. We're still the last great hope for man on Earth. There are still countries where you do not have free speech. You can't speak out against the government. You cannot just randomly say any idiotic thought you want to. And one of them is directly north of the United States there is no free speech there. Some places there's no freedom of religion. People in America complain that, you know, this, this is uh, bigoted or this or that is racist and it's so terrible because one little group of people don't like um, another group of people. Well, okay. That's not okay. At all. But what I mean by okay, that's just something I say. Go over yonder to Yemen. Nice country. Probably good people there for the most part. But if you are a man caught up in women's clothing... Say, for example, a drag queen. I don't have a problem if you dress in drag. It's your body. Do what you want. Put on makeup and a pretty dress if you're a dude, and that, that's what tickles your fancy. Not in some Muslim countries. You'll be on the roof of a two- or three-story building getting tossed off headfirst first or beheaded and or raped beforehand so when you're talking down the United States and saying how terrible we are remember the sacrifice of those 56 men and well men there is a copy of the Declaration of Independence that's signed by one woman uh, but she was a printer and she put her Printed by and then signed, so she wasn't a signer, as in one of the Congress people. But that's one of the things this feminist I was watching the other day tried to work into the uh, story. I was like, I think CBS News even reported you didn't know, but there was one female signer of the Declaration of Independence. And I was like, oh, cool, this is great. I didn't know that. Shoot. Well, then they tell you, oh, she was. Uh, she owned a printing press which those were rare back in those days and she was one of the people charged with printing off copies of the declaration to be distributed out to all the colonies and read in the town squares like I told you that's a a big difference in being a signer and pledging your life and uh, all that to you know the nation, uh, versus printed by, and then signing your name. Big difference. But there was one woman whose signature appears at the bottom of the copies of the Declaration of Independence. It's a beautiful document. I'm sure... Uh, people find fault in it. People find racism in it. that That's everything with the today's liberals and Democrats. But I don't think the Declaration needs to be changed, rewritten. I don't think we need a new Declaration of Independence. Uh, just like people are lobbying for a new constitution. You can amend the Constitution of the United States anytime you want to. It's been amended 26 times, uh, and it damn near covers every possible situation you could contrive of. So why people think it needs to be totally rewritten in political correct terms and very specific terminology is beyond me. But, nonetheless, the things that were in there, like slavery, uh, not women not having the right to vote, blacks not having the right to vote, those things have all been amended and changed. Uh, and the Constitution could be amended again, if need be but it needs to be agreed to by all of us, not one small vocal faction uh, on the fringe right or the fringe left. Because it applies to all Americans equally. Equal justice under the law, right? Right. So, that's how the United States came to get here. Uh, This was kind of a boring podcast if you're not a nerd like me, but there's so much bullcrap out there, baloney stuffings about Independence Day and the Declaration of Independence and all that right now in our country, in our nation. I just wanted to put the truth out there. And it's not the truth according to me. You heard the document read aloud. You heard the facts from history.com. And there are liberals that disagree with history.com, which is the website for the formerly known as the History Channel. Uh, There are right wingers who disagree with the History Channel. Uh, So they must be doing things right down the middle. So pray for one another check me on parlor i'm on rumble all the podcast platforms hosted by anchor.fm americana the american way is the channel and the podcast this is big john saying pray for each other pray for mercy and pray to god for mercy on the united states of america with that god bless you all and have a splendid splendid rest of your time let me see if I can hit up the national anthem here to play you guys out Larkin Poe had a good version of it up that I saw earlier Larkin Poe musical band let's get Larkin Poe here where there here we go these are some pretty cool talented sisters
8: the